Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Neil Hughes, you kind of threw your eyes up to heaven. You were in studio waiting to come on air with me when I aired that comment. You weren't best pleased with that comment either, were you? Well, no, it just didn't really make sense to me, Alan, to be honest. I, I think. Um I don't think that would be lawful. I don't think it would be lawful to compel somebody to stay in a particular location for five years. Um, So I don't think it's going to be feasible. So, I mean, I can understand why people would expect, you know, if somebody receives their training here, that there'd be an expectation that people would then stay and contribute to society. But whether or not that somebody can be compelled... Uh, to do that. It sounds like a little bit like bonded servitude to me, so I don't think it's going to be a... a so what do you think could be done to encourage people to stay in, in Ireland and um, qualify? Well, the main thing is the cost of living. I think the main the main reason people would try and move abroad, first of all, they want a new experience, okay, but, but also the terms and conditions that they get in, for example, maybe the Middle East or in Australia or Canada may be superior to what they are here. Um, and the main reason that they, they will find that they're superior, I think, yeah. is because the cost of living may not be the same as it is here. So if you're looking to get a, a nursing position in Dublin, for example, you may struggle to find accommodation that would be suitable for you. And that's right. what the, the issue is. And then that just makes work seem an awful lot harder because you, yeah. know, you have to spend more just on getting through your day-to-day life. Pat so is getting a reaction. Like Bridget has just texted in to say she was a nurse for 37 years, had one Christmas off, never finished on time breaks, uh, on the go at all times. But Bridget goes on to say she loved every minute of it. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a vocation. It's a vocation, it? 100% yeah. vocation. We've all had our experiences of just the outstanding uh, service that nurses give. We've all mm. been in that situation with family members, ourselves or whatever. Okay. So, uh, I mean, our hats off to them. And, and it looks like, unfortunately, post-COVID, they're straight back into the, the you know, the day-to-day challenges that this latest wave has, has created for them. And um, yeah. we really should... I take a moment, I think, you know, every day just to think about the people who are keeping us all healthy, keeping us all safe. Now we're going to look at financial matters as we always do with you. Yep. So it's nice to have you in studio. Uh, you're, you're like buses, you come, <laughs> you come along. <laughs> well, it's post-pandemic. I haven't seen you in for the last three years. Now two weeks in a row you're here in do studio you know with me. Alan, that's great. And by the way, can I just say on that, we, we got out of the habit of coming in live because I, yeah. I love coming in live, you know. But it was because of the pandemic because, mm-hmm. you know, it's not safe here. We are sitting across from each other right yeah. now. Yeah. And that, like, that was just not practical during the, yeah. the heart of the pandemic. So yeah. um, no, absolutely delighted. It's not, for me, you know, we have an office in Dublin we have an office in Enniscorthy. Enniscorthy is not like work for me. You know, Dublin is, is work. Right. But Enniscorthy, when I'm in County Wexford, it's not like work. I see. <laughs> I don't know. There's probably a hidden message in that somewhere along the line. No, I just love it. Anyway, I just love it. That's why you're at home. I'd you're like home. to be broadcasting tomorrow morning as well. So you're about to tackle a very thorny issue this morning, which is yeah. Revolut. Uh, and I want people to listen closely to what you're about to say. What are you about to say about Revolut? Well, it was something what, caught what, my what? eye. Yeah, something caught my eye on over, over the over the weekend, and it was in one of the front pages of the business papers. Um, Revolut. And I don't know if people are, if everybody's familiar with Revolut, but it's the online banking app, and it's a superb. Uh, uh, system whereby if you want to transfer money immediately from one person to another for example if I want if I don't have any cash and I want to transfer say 10 euros to you this second instantaneously I can just send it via my mobile phone and it's something that has really caught on you find that not only individuals are using it, you find clubs and societies are using it, for example, to collect subscriptions. And it's become really, uh, it's become just like a way of life. So now one third of all adults, uh, sorry, one third of all Irish people have Revolut accounts, uh, which is basically 50% of anybody with a smartphone. 
50% of anybody with a smartphone in Ireland has a Revolut account. And so it caught my eye to see that Revolut haven't filed their accounts. They're a Lithuanian bank, actually, based in Lithuania. Right. Haven't filed their accounts because their auditors haven't signed off their accounts yet. There's some delays in signing off their accounts. Um, so this caught my eye, and it was something I think that we should keep an, an eye on. And what it is, Alan, we, we spend a lot of our time talking about banking. Over the weeks that have gone on, over the last well, sorry, over the last number of years. But you're not saying there's anything underhand going on. Here. No, no, nothing underhand. No, no. I'm, what I'm saying is, it's most unusual that you would see uh, such a, a prevalent system that they're not able to file their accounts with the Lithuanian regulator. So they've been fined by the regulator seventy thousand. So no, absolutely not saying there's anything wrong. What I'm saying is that people should keep an eye on it. And I think that one of the things that you and I we focus on is trying to bring to light things that maybe people might have missed. And there might be very important things for people. There might be very important things for businesses, for example. So we want to be, I suppose, you know, the, the eyes and ears of, of the listeners in relation to issues so like So what this. advice are you giving then this morning? This is well, the well, advice of Neil Hughes from Baker Tilly, yeah. not the advice of Alan Corcoran or South East Radio's morning mix. <laughs> so what is Neil Hughes' what advice? Are, what my, my advice is, is to keep an eye on that story. That's my advice, is mm-hmm. that this is something that uh, I wasn't expecting to see. You don't normally expect to see um, a major financial institution, which is what Revolut are. You wouldn't normally uh, see them uh, not being able to file their accounts, being fined by the regulator. Their local regulator happens to be in Lithuania because of the fact that their auditors have, have yet to sign off the accounts. Uh, they have said that they're satisfied that once the accounts are signed off, that they will be, show, be shown to be a profitable business still. They don't expect not to be able to meet the announcements that they made that they were profitable for last year. Mm. Um, but one way or the other, uh, I suppose it's not something that I would have expected to see for something as such a huge, multi-jurisdictional financial institution. And I think, um, just from the point of view of anybody who's using Revolut, keep an eye on that story. Just have a keep an eye on it, just in case... Uh, well, you're not advocating that people don't continue using it, though? Not right? at all. Not at all. I use Revolut myself. I think it's a fantastic system. And I'm going to continue using it. And I'm also going to keep an eye on that story to see if there's any developments as to what is happening. So, you know, we, like I say to you, Anne, we do talk a lot about banking. And we've, we've spoken about Ulster Bank. We've spoken about the impact on SME businesses, which we're dealing with on a daily basis in Baker Tilly in terms okay. of advising our clients how to deal with the fallout in terms of the developments with Ulster Bank. KBC Bank, likewise. It's been a few years since we've dealt with all of the issues that with the fallout from the last crash, I guess, when there were so many financial institutions changed hands, uh, closed, moved out of Ireland and so on. So it seems like it's a recurring theme for us yes. uh, on this show, whereby we're trying to keep people what, what is the update by your understanding for KBC and for Ulster Bank then? You're looking well, the at Bank, these two closely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Ulster Bank particularly, um, and look, it's. I think I was 15 years old, 16 years old when I opened my Ulster Bank account, and you know, in Raft Street, in Uh So it's a big shock to a lot of people that the accounts are actively being closed now. The branches are actively closing. What happens to you if your ba- if, if if your account is closed? Well, you need to have another account to move to straight away. You know, and I I've, I have a feeling we're, we're talking about tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people who are still in a scenario where they don't have alternative arrangements uh, put in place. What's up? What happens to them? Well, right? they're, yeah. well, sorry, they're, they're, they're going to find that their account is closed. They're going to find that they don't have access to a bank. So they're going to have to move. So in fairness to the couple of banks in question here, they are, they've now moved on 
uh, in terms of their marketing campaign. I don't know if you've seen this. Robert. Yeah, no, they're constantly advertising. Constantly yeah. saying, listen, you need to make plans because they're not joking. They are going to close those accounts. We're starting to see now not only the branches are closing, but now the use of checks, for example, uh, is not a, it's not possible to process Ulster Bank checks anymore. And the, the, this is all going to, over the coming weeks... It's really going to come to a head. Um, whether whether they'll actually you know make any extensions to the deadlines, they're talking about the yeah. end of February for a lot of the actual closers. Whether they make any extensions to that remains to be seen. But there's no sign of it yet. And um, you, as a 16 year old, you, you, you opened your first old strip. Do you lament the passing of your bank? I mean, oh, 100%. I've been with my bank since it was old. Knee high to a grasshopper, really, and they've been really good to me. So I mean, have you, have you, uh, you know, really disappointed? But it's not only just from the personal or the kind of the emotional attachment or whatever. It's from the point of view of businesses, SME businesses in Ireland, yeah. who are, who have access to options right. when it comes to the banks, because we've been through ups and downs in the southeast, in yeah. the economy in the southeast, and just inevitably you may have fallen if you're an SME business you may have fallen out with a bank you may have had developed yeah. a poor record tried to move on to another bank and develop that do you now, think there's a need for another player in the bank oh 100% Al listen we, we could use another 5 or 6 and you know we, we do some business in Cyprus um, and I'm really struck down there whereby there might be 10 or 12 options for businesses mm. we have 2 or 3 Yeah, we have 2 or 3 we're so so called third richest country in the world and we've got 2 or 3 banks it's absurd. It's an absurd scenario that has been right. allowed to develop. Yeah. So I think uh, yeah. at a very high level, we should be encouraging new financial institutions to... J- just up. to get back, because people are asking about it, uh, Revolut. Can you just summarise Neil Hughes, Baker Tilly's view of Revolut and the advice you would like to share this morning well, on I'm, the basis? Yeah, well, people I'm, are just asking for me to, uh, to ask to you to repeat. Yeah, no problem. Y- so I, I suppose that, what, I'm, what I'm saying is that it caught my eye at the weekend that we found that uh, Revolut, who are based in Lithuania, financial institution that they've yet to sign off their accounts. The, their auditors, BDO in the UK, have let, yet to sign off certain subsidiaries within the group, which has meant that they haven't been able to file their accounts with the regulator yeah. in their home jurisdiction. That's an unusual scenario for anybody. And, you know, people rely on their financial institutions. They rely on their yeah. uh, the banks that they use, including Revolut. So what I'm saying is I don't think there's any cause for alarm just yet. I don't think there's any cause for alarm, and we certainly don't want to do that. But what I am saying is that people should keep an eye on that story because you need to know what is happening, where your money is kept. And, like, I don't keep very much in my Revolut account, quite frankly. You know, it's a couple of hundred euro. So I would just say to anybody listening is to keep an eye on that story, Google it every so often, and just make sure that, you know, you're happy, not just with Revolut, but with all the other financial institutions we're talking about just now, so you know exactly what the state of play is where you keep your money. Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran.